Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm your host, Lisa, the Life Coach. I had a fantastic conversation today with Shaco Lokman, who is a social intelligence and communication coach. So it was very fascinating, and he just has a very calm and confident way of speaking, which speaks to his ability to um, help people learn how to communicate and increase their social intelligence. So he helps people, you know, who struggle with social anxiety or even people who are leaders and managers, and they're just looking to, you know, increase their impact and their connection with other people through social intelligence and communication. So if you struggle with social situations or confidence in speaking, or if you want to learn more about, you know, how to connect with people and influence them, this is definitely a fantastic episode for you. And really for anyone, we talk a lot about when you want things and when you have these desires in your life and how you should connect with that and understand who you are and what you want and get the help or the support, however you want to look at it, that you need to get you there. So I hope that you'll check this out. If it resonates with you, reach out to Shaco and, you know, connect with him. And I know that he can have you on your way to connecting and communicating more confidently. And just enjoy and go out there and live more vibrantly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I have another fantastic guest for you today. Very interested to um, get into this and talk to him because he is a social intelligence and communication coach, which I find very fascinating. So I will let him tell you a bit more about who he is. Introduce yourself, Shaco. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you very much for having me. So, yep, Shaco Lockman. I live in Sydney, Australia. And I, as you said, I'm so social intelligence and communication coach. Essentially, it has everything to do with social dynamics, how people interact with one another, why they behave the way they do around one another. So there's a little bit of that social psychology aspect involved. But when it comes to the communication, what I teach is basically how to influence, how to build rapport, how to build relationships with people, and also figuring out who exactly to avoid. So I try to be as realistic as possible when it comes to learning about social intelligence and and the whole dynamic between people, because the reality is, Lisa, people aren't 100% light and rainbows and and flowers. There's a dark side to, to human life as well. And that is part of social intelligence. You need to know exactly how it is that people operate emotionally, subconsciously. So it goes very, very deep. I'm not going to dive right into everything straight (laughs) away in the intro, but yeah, that's essentially what I do. I help basically anybody who is interested in improving their social intelligence. I find ambitious young people tend to be my ideal client. And I do personal one-on-one mentorship with them over a a five-week course at the moment. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, very, very interesting. So when these people come to you, are they people struggling with maybe social anxiety or are they just looking for ways to improve and grow in social interaction and communication? That's a really good question because it tends to be both. It leans more towards people with social anxiety 
maybe they're major introverts who grew up not knowing how to truly express themselves with confidence or they're shell uh, sheltered or they're in a shell. You know what I mean? So that would be about 60 to 70% of my clients. And the rest would be guys and girls who are really intelligent, pretty confident. They already have good social skills, but they want to take it to another level. They want to take it to a level where they can read people like a book, where they can influence really, really effectively. And that's when we go into the more nuanced, subtle territories of communication. Right. So that's very fascinating because so you work with people who, you know, have maybe that social anxiety, but also people sounds like in leadership roles where they need to be able to take, you mm-hmm. know, social intelligence and communication to a, to a higher level. Yeah, exactly. And they tend to be managers and team leaders. So 100% you're right. That's, that's great. I, I love that because that it's similar with, with my work. Sometimes people look at it as I just help people who are struggling and at the rock bottom with anxiety, but it's like, no, I help those people. I also help people who are high functioning anxiety, right. To overcome that and get to that next level. So I like that what you teach covers that spectrum as well. How did you get into this kind of coaching? Mm. You know, before I answer that question, I just want to add on to what you just said, Lisa, which it's interesting because you're clearly in the personal development space and what I do goes under that category as well, I believe, because there is an element of life coaching to my work. Now, have you noticed yourself that there is a trend of people who are high performers clearly invest in themselves in terms of learning as much as they can? surrounding themselves with people who are already a level above in whatever aspect they want to improve, whether it's reducing their own anxiety, like what you help them with or improving their communication, which is what what I help them with. Or even if it's improving their finances, any aspect of their life, somebody who's a truly high performer, it's like if you go to any self-development seminar or boot camp, for example, it's not just going to be people who have their lives in pieces. There are going to be a lot of CEOs, a lot of high performers at those events. So right. I think I think that's pretty important to consider as well, don't you think? Right, absolutely. And that's something that a message really that I've been trying to get out there, it comes up on the show quite often, is there's this belief that people have that you don't ask for help, that you need to be able to do exactly. it all on your own. And I'm not sure where that came from. I haven't done the research. You you might know um, with some of the social psychology. But the truth is, is when you really look at successful, powerful people, you don't see that. You see a team, right? You That's see right. support that they have in place. And they might not have always had that. But once they had the means, they got it. So I think that, you know, dispelling that that idea that you you have to be a rock bottom or you have to be really struggling and to ask for help is, you know, no, you take advantage yeah. of these resources that you have available. Absolutely. I have a business coach. My business coach has a coach and I'm pretty sure his coach has probably had a mentor or probably still has a coach as well. So there are layers to it. And if you think that you have nothing to learn Oh, goodness me. I have some bad news for you because that means you're not growing at all, ever. And you need to, there's 
a certain element of humility that needs to go into it as well. So that's probably something which it's probably one of the reasons, Lisa, why this misconception exists. It's probably the the ego tapping in and saying, you know what, you don't need to learn from such and such about so and so. Like you're fine, you're enough, you're enough. And look, there's some truth to that, but there's always room for improvement. Always. I'm always reading about social intelligence. These books I have on my bookshelf behind me, most of them are books about philosophy, psychology, social intelligence. I'm constantly learning because information is literally endless. Anyway, to answer your question about how I got <laughs> into this. <laughs> no, that was, that was great. A little bit. So the reason I do this is because it is a subject which is very, very close to my heart because of experience. So during high school, I didn't have classic social anxiety, but I definitely had it to a different degree. And I would consider it, I I like to call it, it was social awkwardness at a very, very severe level to the point where I was not in tune with how people were feeling. I had no idea how to respond to people appropriately. And for that reason, I had relationships that weren't really fulfilling. They weren't true. They weren't authentic. And I would constantly be jumping between friend groups because I was just clueless. And the social anxiety would come in when I would be in groups of people. So I would be there standing with my arms crossed or my hands in my pockets kind of looking down, trying to have, you know, not being approachable in my body language. And because I didn't feel confident, I didn't feel like I could contribute any value to any group setting, especially at parties. But even even if it was with a group of friends that I knew every single one of those people. So that really affected my internal confidence and clearly it would affect every other kind of my relationships For example, my dating life was very, very quiet for many, many years until my early 20s because I just didn't know how to be authentic in my communication. There was always weird energy behind it. And that goes down to a lot of things, which is what I help my clients with now. So there came a point where I came across some content and it was actually dating advice content. In the beginning, it was at the end of high school. I saw it and it basically suggested that you can become more confident, more charismatic, and even more attractive by learning content. And when I saw that, that blew my mind. I thought to myself, there is actually information out there about how to be more confident socially. Why have I not come across this? Why is this not taught in schools? Right, right. Like, how is this not common information. And the reason it wasn't, by the way, is because it was dating advice, which can be a little bit funny. But having said that, even general communication, social intelligence advice isn't uh, very conventional either. So that opened up the door to a whole world of personal development about learning about social intelligence. Robert Greene, author of The 48 Laws of Power, was a massive gateway into this world as well. So since then, I started reading, watching videos, 
finding mentors about people who had high level social skills. And I started investing myself and I would do activities from learning this material. For example, I would actively go out by myself to the city and approach groups of people, approach women, approach guys, everybody, people, and learn how to communicate to them and essentially have a good time, befriend them without being creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Key key point, (laughs) key point, don't be creepy. (laughs) That's true, that's true, because if you're going to do that, and that's why it's so difficult to do initially, especially if you have social anxiety, you need to learn how to make people feel comfortable and pleasant, and that is the art of communication, especially if you want to take it to that level where you can actually approach a stranger and befriend them. And this is so important because you can use it at any situation in life. You can use it at a networking event, for example, which can potentially you know, change your business, change your life. So I started practically implementing everything I was learning, stepping out of my comfort zone. And slowly but surely over time, I began to, by the way, I was introduced to meditation through that point uh, and spirituality, which goodness me, Lisa, that had a massive impact on my social skills. Massive, you wouldn't believe. And slowly but surely, that social anxiety disappeared. And in fact, it made a switch. People were approaching me and telling me, you're so confident, you're so charismatic. My public speaking abilities, I became team leader in all these roles through that process. And I essentially became the man that I wanted to be. And I'm still aspiring. That's a never ending journey. But the fact that I went from complete social awkwardness and anxiety, being clueless, not having the kind of relationships that I want, to now being very, very satisfied in my relationships, very secure with myself, comfortable in my own skin, and able to actually help people achieve this in a much, much shorter amount of time. That was about a decade ago, by the way, when it all started. That is why I do it, because I know how real transformation can be, Lisa. I know how possible it is. So when people say that, you know, I'm just an introvert, no, shut up. (laughs) You're not. Look, you know what? Even if you are, that doesn't mean you have to be insecure. That doesn't mean you need social anxiety. I teach introverts how to be calm and cool without having to feel butterflies or feel nervous. So this is why I do this. Right. Well, that was that was great. That was very passionate. And it's very important work because there are a lot of people who struggle um, in social situations. And I think that there is that belief that they're born that way or that's a characteristic that they have. But however they came to be there, there are tools that they can learn to not have that anxiety and to have confidence in those situations. And you're living proof of that. And then you're here, you know, to show them, like you said, how to get there and they don't have to go through all the stuff that you had to go through to get to that information. Yeah. So I think totally. that's, that's fantastic. Before I got into coaching, increase my confidence. I, I had the, the same issues with, you know, public groups and um, feeling like I didn't know how to respond to people. So I definitely know how that feels. So 
what are, then are maybe some of the the tools and techniques that you use to to combat this or to help inc- increase someone's social intelligence? Yep. So there's two sides to it. I call it the inner work and the outer work. And I have a feeling you already know where I'm going with this, being a coach yourself. So there's the internal work that I tap into, which is crucial. And that, what does that mean? Internal work, that means their emotions. How do they feel on a daily basis? What stories are they telling themselves? Who are they as a person? How do they identify? Their state of presence, that's a massive one. About a quarter of my course is literally about presence and mindfulness because how present somebody is and how self-aware they are, which comes through presence, is a very, very good indicator of how they deal with social interactions and how confident they feel as well. So that that is something that is a very, very common trend that I've seen, Lisa, with people who approach me who have social anxiety. Even the ones that are confident, but they just tend to overthink, it's a lack of presence. So there's that spiritual side to it. And that goes a bit deeper as well with the, the inner work. It's what kind of energy are you holding when you, when you go out the door? When you meet people, are you giving love? Are you giving yourself fully? Are you open? Is your heart open? There are ways to actually do this practically as well, which goes into the outer work. So, for example, body language. You can walk with your chest out, with your shoulders back, and breathe deep to allow your heart to open because if you're feeling restricted and you're breathing shallow and your shoulders are stiff, it's very unlikely that your heart's going to be open emotionally. So right. the more you relax. So I get into that, the body language side of things. How to look more confident because that completely relates to how you feel on the inside. The body and the mind are one. That's something that I teach. How somebody walks and talks is a pretty good indicator of how they're feeling on the inside. And it goes much deeper than posture, by the way. Posture is a good indicator but it's the way they move, the way that they sit, where their feet are pointing. And this goes into territory of reading people. So that's, in my opinion, one of the biggest parts of learning social intelligence. It's learning how to read people, which is equivalent to empathy because you can't have empathy if you don't know how to read somebody to an extent And I try to go very deep with that extent because the more that you can read somebody and relate to them, and by the way, you can only relate to them once you can read them and then adapt your approach naturally. So you don't come off as somebody that doesn't know what somebody's feeling. If you can adapt your approach or the conversation and shift it to a place where you know that's where they're at, you're meeting them where they're at based off the intelligence that you've gathered from reading them, they will feel much more connected to you. And that is where real relationships come from. That's where real report fruits from. So that's the reading people side of it as well. Tonality. I've noticed something quite common with the ones with severe social anxiety is they literally can't talk. It's 
you can't even hear them and their voice is completely restricted. So teaching them vocal exercises, teaching them meditation with Om chants is very, very powerful. So as you can see, there's the inner work and the outer work, but they're both related. And it's so important because you can't just focus on the internal work. I can't just tell my clients, you know, meditate and you'll be fine. It's like, okay, that's really good. It'll make them happier. It'll make them more peaceful, more self-aware. But if they're still acting strange with their body language in social settings, if they're still leaning in too much or closing their body language with their arms crossed too much, that's not very helpful. And if I teach them just that as well, without the presence work, without the internal transformation, then even that isn't going to be as helpful. Right. Absolutely. And that was, I was very interesting when you were talking about, you know, reading people and then you talked about how that led to a more genuine connection. I really like that because for some people, I think the idea of reading someone, like you said, and being able to have that influence and leadership might sound like a bit like you're manipulating the situation, but what Mm. you're actually doing is being present with that person so that you know what it is that they need what they're actually saying to you. Whereas when you're in your head and you're thinking, what do they think about me? Do they like me? And you're coming at it from that way. It's about you and your anxiety Mm. and it's not about them. So that is actually a a much deeper way of, of connecting with them. Like you said, so that that's very interesting. And I'm, I'm glad that, that you, you said that. And then definitely how the inner work connects with the body you know, I go with, I have to talk with my clients about that kind of in a different way. Like you can't just say, I'm going to practice gratitude, write down three things you're grateful for. You have to like feel those things in your body. So Mm. if someone is in that situation, and like you said, if they're tense or hunched over, or they're not speaking clearly and, and someone's like, what, what'd you say? You know, immediately the, the body and the brain gets the signal that it's not working and yeah. they're not connecting yeah. and the, their confidence is going to falter. So it is a, a whole package that they need there to, to present the way they want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then what are some, some other things that connect with this kind of work? We've talked about the mindfulness and the meditation. Um, what are some other things that, that you notice that you're working with or that people are struggling with in this area? One that, I get very fired up about. And if you notice any of my videos on my Instagram or Facebook where I'm pretty much yelling at the camera, <laughs> it, probably, <laughs> it probably relates to this topic. And that is truth, being in your truth. So part of my coaching method is I call out and keep my clients accountable to a very, very deep degree. So before I work with anybody, I tell them, I say, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. Anytime you give me some BS, I'm going to call it out. I am going to call you out because you're here for transformation. You're not here to just feel good and get fluffy feelings. No, that's if, if that's what you want, you're in the wrong place. So I notice that breaking through those barriers to actually get them to a place where they are confident and authentically confident where they're secure and relaxed completely. We need to cut through all the BS. Now, how does this, how do these lies manifest? They manifest in excuses. 
That's a big one. And the stories they tell themselves and in their responses to things. So if I ask them a question about why is it they feel that, you know, they're, they're not good enough to do yada yada or to act a certain way, then I get an answer, which clearly is a very, it's not a, an answer with substance. It's not something which is a truly emotional reason. Because the emotional reason is normally the reason why somebody is blocked from acting a certain way or achieving a certain thing. So I spend a lot of time going into the truth of who it is that they really are, what it is that they truly feel. Because if they don't tap into that, they're constantly walking as a lie. And I think that's such an important step in anybody's journey of transformation it's self-accountability as well. It's being able to say, I feel insecure because of this or that. Maybe going deep into the trauma, going into the real reasons. Also, it's, have you seen the movie Fight Club? Yes. <laughs> See that, that scene in the airplane where Tyler Durden meets the protagonist and the protagonist asks him, uh, so, so what do you do? And then Tyler Durden looks at me and goes, what? So you can ask, uh, so you can pretend you're interested and just have a fake conversation, something like that. Do you remember that? I'm vague on it, but. Okay. Anyway, continue, so continue. that is basically the vibe that I'm talking about. It's if somebody says something, which I can tell is either just compensating or ingenuine. I call it out immediately. So as an example, I'll give you a real example. If I ask a client a question and they laugh before answering, but it's not a real laugh, I will ask them why they laughed. If it's something that's not funny, if there's actually no humor in it, that's clearly a nervous laugh. Now, this is a very uncomfortable thing to do, to ask somebody why you're laughing nervously, because you're not going to do that in public. You wouldn't do that to your friends or to somebody on your team. But if somebody is a coach and they're helping you break through, have actual breakthroughs and real transformation, little subtleties like that, Lisa, need to be addressed because we need to get to the truth. We need to get to the bottom of why it is that you reacted the way that you did to that question or why it is that you can't answer that question with a full voice. Why is it that your voice seems hush or you don't even want to repeat the answer? What is the truth behind that? And that is something that we need to tap into. Right. Absolutely. And that's one of the great things about, you know, coaching and how you were saying earlier, even coaches have coaches because we do have our own stories that we tell ourselves in our heads. And it's always useful to have that outside person be like, wait, <laughs> you know, like you said, I, I'm smelling some BS right here. Let's dig exactly. into this. And that's a very helpful so that is definitely a good, you know, service that you provide to your clients to help them really dig through those stories and find, find that truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to add to that as well, Lisa, you probably notice this with, with your clients as well. And I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. But essentially, when somebody has breakthroughs and they transform into the person that they truly want to be, that person that they want to be isn't somebody made up. It's 
actually who they really are at their core. So it's almost a matter of peeling back the layers until you get to that beautiful, juicy fruit in the inside, which right. is which is who they really are. Because if you see people, if you notice anybody in your life who is confident, calm, certain, and has a nice aura around them, you can tell that they are authentic. You can tell that they're living their truth. It's not just a confident front that they're putting on. I did a course with Lisa or Shaka and now I am confident. Now I am fulfilled in life. <laughs> no, it's, I am fulfilled. Full stop. That's what it is, which is touching on what I said earlier about even if you're an introvert, I don't teach introverts how to be extroverts. Some people aren't introverts, but they just claim to be. They're actually extroverts, but they're very, very sheltered. But there are a lot of cases where they are introverts, but they feel like they need to be loud and crazy and extroverted. It's like, no, if you actually are a calm, chill guy or girl, you don't need to force yourself to be loud and exaggerated. You can be cool, calm, and collected and still have social swagger. You can be smooth as <laughs> without having to be loud. Right. And if that's who you are, own it. Absolutely. Yeah, like you said, it, it's it's not about becoming another person. It's about who they actually are and digging through those layers, which are usually um, it's armor that they've built yeah. up, like you said, because yeah. of some past trauma or some, you know, limiting belief about themselves and they've built up all this this armor to protect themselves but on mm. the inside they truly do in some cases want to be open and be a part of a group or a conversation but they've just built those walls around them yeah that's very very deep work that you that you do so before I tell people or we talk about how they can get started on this is there anything else that you know, you would like to talk about that you do, that you do with your clients, that you help people with? Sure. Learning social intelligence and communication isn't just about learning how to communicate better with people and getting your ideas across or eliminating social anxiety. It goes much, much deeper than that. If you want to truly serve the world and fulfill your purpose and achieve freedom on the inside, you need to be able to communicate your ideas and your thoughts and your love and your purpose truthfully to the world because that is when people are getting the real fruits of you. It is extremely important because even if you don't learn communication, if you're not living your truth, you're going to have regrets. You're going to have major, major regrets. I, I read somewhere where they've interviewed the elderly and the number one regret that they have is not living in the truth. So whether you work with me, whether you work with Lisa, if I have one piece of advice to give anybody is follow your heart. As cheesy as that sounds, it will lead you to happiness. I promise you. I promise you it will lead you to happiness. Constantly follow your heart. Be smart about it, but do it. Do not give it resistance. Do not so if something is calling you and you can feel it and you can't stop thinking about it, yet you have that feeling in your gut, trust that feeling. Reality is you're going to die one day. So just do it. 
<laughs> right. That's that's a very good point. Um, and that's something I, I tell my clients, you know, when you have that thing that you want, but you have also the voice that says that you can't, that's a good mm-hmm. time to reach out to a coach because you have that desire because you can do it. And you just yeah. need someone to help you see why you have that block. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's right. That's right. And that's one of the beautiful things about about coaches these days, like what you're you're doing and what I'm doing as well. The fact that we can work with anybody anywhere in the world right now. So I literally have clients internationally and I live you know here in Sydney down under. And it's really it's really awesome that we can impact lives. Yeah, it is absolutely. So speaking of that, for those who are listening and they're like Yes, please. I would like to, you know, and grow in social intelligence and be able to communicate better. How do they connect with you and what is your process or program that you have right now? Sure. Thanks for asking, Lisa. So the best way to get in touch with me would be either Instagram or Facebook. I do have a YouTube channel as well. The company's called Minds Eye Status. And my name's Shako T. Lockman. Uh, you'll probably get the spelling on the podcast here. And I do a five-week mentorship program. I also do one-off consultation sessions. But the five-week program that I have at the moment, it's called The Subtle Art of Communication. So that goes very, very deep into the things that we spoke about, going from presence and energy work to body language and tonality to reading people, and finally, confidence and authenticity. And you get me, you get the no BS, you get the accountability, of course, and you get all the fun stuff with the exercises and the worksheets and the modules. And it's a very, very personal program. It's working with me directly one-on-one. I'm actually in the process of creating a course, which is a little bit more automated, uh, a little bit more group-focused as well. So while I'm doing the one-on-one coaching if anyone wants to take advantage of that always happy to help as many people as i can obviously but yeah instagram or facebook on instagram it's the mind's eye status with the at at the beginning obviously and yeah that's pretty much it oh absolutely that sounds like a fantastic program and i um hope that anyone who's listening will take action and and reach out to you about that because it's transformational and life-changing and i know personally that social anxiety and communication are things that I've struggled with. And I know others who have struggled with them even more so. And I think it's, like you said, it's just very important to, to reach out and to get the help with those things so that you can enjoy your life and, and live this, this one life that you have. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Totally agree. And why not get a coach if you struggle with that? Because what I learned in 10 years, I've fit all that into a five-week program. I'm not saying you get transformation in five weeks. You probably know that very well as well, Lisa. Like it's not a instant transformation. Like it's gradual, but you can definitely fast track your progress, whether it's uh, in regards to life coaching, again, finances, getting a personal trainer in the gym or learning about social skills. You can fast track your progress by finding the right coaches. Absolutely. That's so true. Thank you for pointing that out. I just think that today was absolutely lovely. Um, I mentioned before we started recording that your voice is just so excellent. Um, so it was very nice just to hear you explain things. I could do this all day. <laughs> um, but I Thank just, 
Thank you for your time today and for the value that you've provided to the listeners. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. Yes. And if there is anyone listening and it's resonated with you, please um, reach out to Sheko and he will help you, um, you know, with social anxiety or with just taking your communication up to that next level as a leader or manager and things like that. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show and go out and live vibrantly.